Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. Sitting in front of me, my new co-host, Sally DeFreeze. What's going on, Sal? Currently looking at taking sewing classes. Why do you want to take sewing classes? I'm, I mean, I'm not actually going to learn to sew, but Lily and I, friend of the pod, Lily. Sure. Uh, Lily... We both have sons, and when you have a baby, they have a lot of stuff that gets embroidered, mm-hmm. like with their initials and stuff, and Lily took something to get embroidered like a couple weeks ago and then decided she just could do it herself instead of paying $20 for it. Okay. So we bought a machine To do Amazon. embroidery. Correct. And wow. Lily, Lily was like, this will be so easy. You know what this is going to turn into is you doing stuff for Fritz, it ends up being like, it ends up being you do a couple things and then he grows out of them. So you're like, screw this. I'm going to wait till he's older. And then Will is going to take the embroidery machine and just start doing sweatshirts. That's what's going to well, happen. That could happen, except for we don't know how to work the stupid thing. We've like broken all of our needles on it. Oh, no. And so we have like 24 hours to decide if we're going to keep it or send it back. Got it. And I'm like, well, is there a class we could like? Surely, if like old grandmas with arthritis are doing it, like I could do it. They're right? doing it. They're doing it well too. My grandma's phenomenal. Right. Like I just don't feel like it should be this difficult. Did you ever take a class in like home ec? No. Eighth grade, we made uh, we I made like pencil I, bags. I can sew because I learned how to sew, but also I can like stitch human skin. <laughs> so that's like that's so like, where are we where are we going with this like, i'm just saying sweaters no i can like skin. i can Got like it. you know do knots and stuff but this embroidery machine which it feels like it should just be like a plug plug and play situation like you put the shirt on yeah like the machine you like tap the design you load the thread and you just go for it and somehow You've, we're still fucking it up i don't get it I don't know. You'd think that it's that easy. I'm so, sure there are machines that cost thousands of dollars where it is that easy. I have like four tabs open on my phone right now trying to find like some lady on Yelp who will teach us how to use this damn, damn. machine. All right. Well, if, if, if you anybody's are out there. embroidery, hit me up. I need your help. You may be wondering if you were served this by an embroidery website. Yeah. Welcome to the Mail-In Podcast. You may be wondering, what is it? We do our best to help uh, answer your questions. You may run into situations in your 20s or 30s where you're dealing with a new embroidery machine and you need help. And we're here to do just that. Get a laugh in. Maybe walk away with something useful. Now, how can you help us out? Tell a friend about the Mail-In Podcast. Send them a clip, maybe a segment that made sense for their situation. Like embroidery. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes. Give us a follow on Spotify. Uh, give us some content via voicemail. If you're feeling like that, hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, before we get into this, I have another important question for you. Okay. This is something I ask all recurring guests. Okay. So far, I think you might be only the second person besides... Uh, you're the third person. Randy and KJ have answered this question. Okay. This is on the spot, so for, I forgive you if your answer is not like completely built out here. Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. If you 
were to start a food truck, what is Sally's food truck dishing out in Austin, Texas? Uh, poutine. Poutine. Yeah. Just a poutine food truck. Yeah. Why poutine? I've ne- I never knew you were like a poutine fan. I fucking fiend. love it. Really? Yeah. You can't even get it down here. I know. Uh, that's, so that's probably that's that's, why yeah. I'm doing the food truck. That's a good angle. Wow, poutine. Yeah. Where'd you have poutine? In Whistler. Oh, yeah. They, Canadians, they know what they're doing with their poutine, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fries with gravy mm-hmm. and cheese. Yeah. Sign me up. Throw some bacon in there, too. Yeah. Throw some, uh, oh, I'll, I can't even, my mouth's watering. I was so fat when we went to Whistler. I was already pretty fat at that point in my life. And then I just gained like 20 pounds while we Whistler, were Whistler, they'll do it to you. If you're mm-hmm. not skiing, especially. I which, did ski. Okay. Um, I didn't. That, did you ski in, in Breck? I did not okay. ski in Breck. Because okay. we were about to get married, and I was like, I can't like tear an ACL while we're here. Ooh, yeah, you can't be walking down the aisle with a brace. But I'm not a good skier. I mean, the last time I okay. skied was when I was in Whistler. I think Got that it. was 2014. When when did you go to Whistler? 2014. Oh, tw- okay. I'm thinking, wait, if it was right before you got married, I was like, wait no, a second. No, no, no. Breck was right before you got married. I do this thing where like I ski like once every, you know, 10 years, like once mm-hmm. a decade. Yeah, once a decade. So that Bring was them out. Whistler 2014 was like my tw- 2010. Oh, that's pre Will, too, right? One. Yeah, it was pre Will. Wow. It's yeah. a fun trip. You do Revelstoke or you do Whistler Blackcomb? Whistler. What? Black. Whistler Whistler Blackcomb? Yeah, that's yeah, what we that's did. That's the one. Okay. Uh, we stayed in some, like, I don't know, cabin. Uh, and I, uh, here's a little story. I was out <laughs> at a bar. This is pre Will. Okay. With my friend Christina, who is also married now. Shouts to Christina. And uh, we <laughs> started talking to these guys, and I was like talking shit to him about how stupid Canadian money looks. <laughs> Oh, the, like, the loonies. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> part of it's clear. Like, there's like a clear part of it. It's like the, tr- transparent. Yeah. And it's I monopoly was like, money. He was like, yeah, but like, you can't like rip it because of like the way that it's bonded or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, you no. can rip American dollars. And I was like, I could rip a Canadian note. And he's like, no, you can't. I was like, yes, I can. So I bet him that I could. Mm-hmm. And then I... Tore it with my teeth and ripped it. Yeah. And he was like, well, fuck, you were right. You ripped it. So then he bought me drinks. And I ended up making out with him. And oh, nice. he was a pro snowboarder. Really? No, not, sorry, not snowboarder. Pro snowmobiler. Uh, you made out with a pro snowmobile in Whistler. Yes. He was like and in the X Games next year. Wow. Yeah. That's cr- that's crazy. That's like, that's like a, a rom-com story. I like, he like told me what he did and I was like, that's not real. That's not a real thing. He's like, yes, it is. I was like, you can't just like be a, a pro golf cart rider. And he's like, well, you do like tricks on it. And I was like, I think oh, that's he does. Dumb. He does the tricks, not the races. I don't. Yeah, I think. Wow. I don't know. He was in the X Games. I don't know. Do you have a name? Yeah, he has a name. I'm not telling you what it is. Damn. He's not like famous. Oh, okay. I, maybe he is. I don't know. Well, there's one. There's one that went through a pretty. He. One died in the X Games doing tricks, so I just wanted to make sure. He had to him. stop because he got in a wreck. Oh. Not because he died. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, uh, that's cool. Usually you make that with like pro skiers up there or like Red Bull sponsored skiers or Celsius sponsored skiers. I don't know if they have that. I don't know. I've never made out with a ski bunny before in a ski town. 
Yeah. It's too bad. Missed your shot. <laughs> Missed my shot. So poutine it is. Yeah, poutine. My, my answer um, a couple times has been gourmet grilled cheese. Yeah. But I was talking to Randy and Adam today before the pod. Because I, I I've been trying to ask you that question for literally three episodes, and we just like and we just we always talk about other yeah. shit, stupid shit like embroidery. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna switch it up because we were thinking. Do you remember Bosco sticks? No, what's that? They're like breadsticks stuffed with cheese. Oh yeah. That you dip in marinara. Yeah. 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 So we were talking about Bosco sticks. I'm like, I want a food truck that just serves like nostalgic food, where it's like Totino's pizza rolls, you need a little bucket of those or Bosco sticks. Yeah, or the you, icy pops. I mean, I, that I cut your mouth. I realize that like having a poutine truck, like you definitely are gonna have to have a fryer. But like, do you want something that's cold so you don't have to like be in a hot food truck in Austin? It's like frying shit. Yeah, my I'm just gonna crank the AC. My yeah. AC bill is gonna be through the roof. I used to work at a snow cone stand. Really. Mm-hmm. Snow Beach. Never been much of a snow cone guy myself. But have you had like a a good snow cone? Like what? What constitutes a good snow cone? Like not like shitty ice with like syrup over it. Like I'm talking about like the like really good. (laughs) Like it almost is like consistency of ice cream. Super fine, finely shaved ice. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm I'm an ice cream gelato guy if I'm going that route. Yeah. Or frozen custard. I don't know. Sue me. I like a little cream to my, my dessert. Well, you can add cream into them. Into shaved ice. Uh-huh. Then it's just ice cream. I'm going to take you to Literally. Snow Beach. Literally. <laughs> but Snow Beach closed because they closed oh, no. on October 1st. Snow they Beach. They may actually be open for for ACL. Okay. But then they clo- they're like, they're, they're, actually maybe they close October 31st. I don't know. I know they open on March 1st. Got I it. think they close October 31st. So we'll go. Hmm. Okay. I'm intrigued. I will try. I will try. I've had a snow cone in a minute. Yeah. But we'll give it a try. You're good. Um, you want to do some questions? Yeah. Let's do it. Do some questions. Hey, guys. If you had to choose one of the generally seasonal beer rotations to be widely available year-round, what would you choose? Examples are Oktoberfest, Christmas ales, summer ale, etc. I love a good dunkle myself. And I always think about how annoying it is that they're only available in the wintertime. Are you much of a beer person, Sally? Um, I like beer. Like I, I don't, don't know a I don't lot strike about beer. You for, uh, like you're not going to specs and be like, ooh, the latest IPA is out. No, Will does that. And like, yeah, I know. I'm happy to You got mad out. at me when I'd bring Will out and drink IPAs. He's such a baby <laughs> when he drinks IPAs. It's so annoying. I mean, I think you talked about it on the podcast the other day. He drank a bunch this weekend. I was like, you're going to feel terrible. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, I like drinking beer. I don't, I'm not like a beer connoisseur by any means. I literally had to just look up what a dunkel was. Mm-hmm. It's just a kind of beer. It's a type of dark German lager. Yeah, they are very wintry. You mm-hmm. like, they're one of those beers where you drink one, and you're like, ah, that's all I need. Same with a stout. Or any kind of those dark, folly, syrupy, malty beers. So what's your answer to this? Yeah, I'm going to go. So my favorite beer in the world is Shipyard Pumpkinhead. So fall, like you cannot beat a crisp fall beer. My favorite kind of beer is wheat beer. Okay. Um, so any, any 
you know, with beer or wheat mm-hmm. ale, something like that. Um, Line and Kudels did a sunset wheat that was phenomenal. Like I don't, I don't get down with the summer stuff much. Mm-hmm. Like summer shandies, grapefruit, colches, they're good. But I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll do something lighter than that in the summer. Yeah. But give me fall and winter beers like Shiner Cheer or. Um, really, that's that's a goat like a, a heavy Yingling. I don't get too heavy. I don't like stouts or porters. That's a once in once a winter. I'll do like a Breckenridge vanilla porter. Yeah, but here's, uh, here's my issue with this guy's question though. Like, I don't. I love Shiner Cheer. Mm-hmm. Harry and I have this thing. My little brother Harry, we like when Shiner Cheer is out at the beginning of the year, which should be right around now. Yep. We, like, text each other when we buy our first Shiner Cheer because we're, like, so hyped on it. Oh, yeah. They're the best. But I'm not – I don't want to drink a Shiner Cheer when it's 90 degrees outside. No, you can't. So that's my issue. Like, there's very few things I do. I feel like for me – and this is probably because I'm not a huge beer drinker or, like, care about the tasting notes, etc. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with, like, nostalgia for me. So, like, one of my favorite beers, like, Christmas beers – I don't even know if they make it anymore. Accumulation by New Belgium. Yeah. Like a white IPA. Oh, yeah. I think we bought some in Breck. I think that they do, but like they don't, at least down here, they don't sell it in like a six pack anymore. You have gotcha. to like buy it as part of a variety pack, which is really annoying. But some of the best packaging in the beer industry. I think that's part of it. For I me. love it's it. So cool. But I, part of it is because I have this like very specific memory of when Will and I first started dating. We did like a, because at HEB and Central Market, the um, grocery stores in Austin, um, you can just buy singles out of a six pack. Yep. And so we went and bought, I think, six like fall beers and did like a beer tasting. And then like a few months later, we did the same thing with like Christmas sales and the accumulation was one of them. Very cool. But it was like cool out. Like right now yeah. it's October. Would love to feel like it's fall, but it's 90 degrees. Yep. So I'm not going to go like drink a Shiner Cheer right totally. now it's just too heavy for me it's not china cheer's not even that heavy it's just like too like right now i want a a uh, very light perhaps beer. a busy or a busy yeah you know it's still too it's still too hot even drinking like the nights are getting cooler which is nice mm-hmm. like mid 50s right. high 50s nights which i love so i'll go out in the patio and have a uh a fall beer yeah uh, that's doable right now but but i'm not doing shiner cheer until it's sweater weather yeah. And that's not for like two months. So, yeah. which is. And so then it's like annoying. sold out by then. Yeah. That's like Shipyard Pumpkinhead. They, they, it starts selling in August. And it's, it's probably toast by now. I don't know if you can still get it. Yeah, probably here. not. Oh, well. You know what you can get yourself into? What? Some DraftKings this weekend. Wow. Hockey is back. That's right. Hockey is back, and the Sabres are here to not compete. They are horrendous, Sally. DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. You hear that, Sally? If, if, you, place, if you place a dollar on a game and either team scores a goal in that game, guess what? 100 bucks. Wow. You, you know how often that happens? Pretty often. Pretty much every time somebody scores. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If 
The DraftKings Sportsbook is not yet available in your state. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. And that promo code still works. I've tried this because Texas is not yet legal for sports books. Here's the deal. Randy, Sally, everybody listening, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code WASHED, throw down $1 on any hockey game, and you win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code WASHED at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 older 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or, if you're in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. How about a voicemail, Sally? Let's do it. Hey, Brett and new host Sally. I heard you guys answer one engineer's question last week, so I figured I'd chime in. I'm 25, just moved back to Chicago uh, about two years ago. been working at this company for about two years. Uh, I finished my master's in December, and much like this previous caller, there's not a whole lot of jobs in my field in the area I'm in. Uh, Tied to the area, I met a girl we've been dating for about a year, just about a year and a half now, and... I don't have any plans to go anywhere. I grew up here. Uh, I think it's a great place to raise a family, and I see that in our future. But with me being at my company for about two years, and in the past two years, our company of 200 people having been a revolving door for execs, for lower-end employees, anybody and everybody, it's got me kind of worried, even with, you know, doing pretty well throughout COVID. Uh, We're in the construction and building materials, so it's not like there was a shortage or, or, you know, we did pretty, pretty well last, last year and a half. So that's not the concern. They're not laying anybody off. It's just uh, structurally, internally, as an organization, there's a lot of flaws. And I think other people see that and turn and turn and walk away. But it's got me wondering, you know, school finishing up for me in the next six months, um, is this possibly the chance, the opportunity, the right time to look for a a career change or to look for a new job. Um, I've been casually poking around. I've had my LinkedIn premium free trial running for the last month and uh, uh, no results, but just what in the Wash universe or being a nurse. So um, any any insights appreciated. Thanks. Shut up and listen. Sally, we've done this question a few different ways, a few different times on this podcast. I don't think I've done it with you, though. So that's why I included it because I wanted to get your perspective on he's like last week was was a unique situation where there was a girl involved mm-hmm. and he didn't want to, he wanted to stay where he was. This guy is questioning where he is right now. Not only in his company but in his career. Right. And what feels like he already knows what he wants. But I wanted to get your opinion on it making like change. Sounds like he's ready to uh, leave his company. Yeah. What I wonder what he's doing for school. Yeah, me too. Wish you would have said that because I feel like that would be helpful. 25, call it probably a master's in maybe an MBA, right? Call it something like that. Okay. Um, I mean, 
going back to school and graduating in December is a perfect opportunity to change what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And hopefully if you're in school, you're having some sort of networking within the school of people that you've met that you can go look for something to do. Right. Like, sure. I don't know. It's difficult for me to sometimes talk on this because I feel like medicine is so different than a lot of other industries. Case in point, I do not have a LinkedIn. Never have. (laughs) True. It would be like pointless for me to have one. I mean, maybe not pointless, but like not completely necessary because my job, I don't deal with like the corporate side of my job at all. Yeah. You just, medicine to me feels like hours and FaceTime are very like important as to like your your work ethic and how long you work and how much you work is important to advancement. Yeah. Right. Where corporate side of things, it's almost like. Well, and you know, I think in medicine, you can either choose to like be on the patient side, mm-hmm. dealing directly with patients, or you can be more on the administrative side. And, um, a lot of times when you cross over to the administrative side, it's really hard to like stay connected to the patient side, mm-hmm. which has its own issues. So like this guy's talking about his company doing well throughout COVID. That's good. But like revolving doors sounds like they have pretty high turnover. Sounds like he's kind of losing faith. In yeah. A hundred percent. Right. You know, like, not ethos, but like kind of what their mission is, and maybe, maybe it's it's hard to watch. Like, I don't know. It's hard to stay motivated about your own company when you know your boss is changing like every few months. Yeah, when or, when there are people above you that are jumping ship. Right, you're like, at a con- oh. and it's not just one. Right, you're like, well, what are what are we doing here then? What's what is our mission, and why am I here? And I think anybody who is driven goes into any sort of job, whether it's medicine or, you know, business or podcasting or whatever, where you, when you first start and you're ambitious, you think like, how am I going to make a difference here? Mm -hmm. Like, what can I do? And then as your time there continues, most of the time you get beaten down and you don't want to deal with it anymore. Huh? wonder who that's happened to. I mean, honestly, for me, thinking about this now, I'm thinking about my old job. Like, I worked in an ICU and as, like, just a staff nurse. But I remember being like, you know, there's so many issues with management of, like, things that they could change that I feel like when they're on the management side, they don't realize, like, what the problems of the ICU nurses yeah, are. they're not day. in it every day. Right. Yeah. So, how so I had they? all these, right. like, visions of, like, okay, maybe I should, like, be a manager so mm-hmm. that I can, like, help. And our management, the same thing was happening. Like, our turnover was crazy high. Like, I had I had probably a different boss in the four years I worked there. I had, like, six different bosses. Wow. That's okay. insane. I mean, yeah. like, and partially because they were, like, promoting my bosses or people left or whatever. But that then it becomes, like, you had all these, like, big dreams of doing something. And then you mm-hmm. get, like, crushed and, like the weight of all of your everyday like minutia bullshit like keeps you from like having dreams to like better it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think either you decide like I'm going to stay here on the ship that I think might be sinking, but I'm going to try to make it better or I'm going to leave and do my own thing. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe not. The ship's not always sinking. That's dramatic. It sounds like his company's doing well. Yeah. But like, sounds like if he really wanted to, he could bust his ass and like become some sort of higher up in his company. Right. There, maybe. there are multiple ways to look at this. One, if the turnover above him is so high, that means there's openings. But it doesn't sound like he's super psyched on staying there. No, right, yeah. And if you're not, that's option two is, and I will forever advocate for this because it's how I'm here now. Right. Is to, like, is is to change. Like, radical right. change begets radical change, and I will forever live by that statement. Um, because you have a lot going for you. You've worked at this, you're, you're 25, you've worked at this company for a couple of years now. You have uh, a pending degree of some sort to add to your arsenal on paper you you know what you're going to get chicago's an unbelievable place for you're right raising a family but also employment right you have all the ingredients here to to, to do something you really love or to do something that's going to fulfill you that you believe in that that is not going to have people jumping ship right and i don't without like knowing what he does it's hard to like Say if he's pigeonholed himself and just like one he said, sort of industry. so like building materials and construction. Yeah. So that to to me that means there's a lot of different ways you can go there. Right. I, Up and down I the supply like chain. Even it, it, I don't know. It's people shouldn't be afraid of changing careers. Mm-hmm. I think I read something one time that it's so common for people our age slash our parents, et cetera, to change careers at least twice in a lifetime because of how long we work now. So if you look back like centuries ago, people had like one job that they were like an apprentice for, and then they became like the master of whatever skill that they were doing. And they had that job, but they also like retired way earlier or died. So (laughs) like, but now our workforce, you start working when you're what, like 22 if you go to college, but otherwise 18 yeah. until you're maybe 65. But honestly, if you think about like both my parents are older than 65, well, my mom's not, but are working and probably will until they're at least 70, mm-hmm. at least. Sure. And so it's kind of insane to think someone's just going to have the same job their whole lifetime. And if you look at my parents, like my dad, both my parents are in medicine, but like their roles have changed. Yeah. Um, You know? And so I think people shouldn't be afraid of, even if you pick something that's so different from what you're currently doing. Like I could go, you know what? I don't want to do medicine anymore. I want to be an artist. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal artist. Maybe not the smartest choice. I'm a terrible artist, but (laughs) like, if you have like a dream of doing something or you're not happy, like don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even sound like he's that unhappy, but it sounds like he's ready to go. No, he's he's not unhappy, but he is getting the grass as his greener feeling, mm-hmm. which happens in a number of things. Well, and the, the grass is greener has like, for me, it's like the grass may actually be greener. And I think he knows that his time is up. Yeah. But it's always easy to, to do the grass is greener. Oh, absolutely. It's so easy, especially like once you've gotten comfortable in your job and then you start realizing like the everyday shit that brings you down. It's so easy to think like, 
I see so and so doing this at their company that is similar to mine. And like, mm-hmm. like it's so easy in medicine to do that. Like compare I'm with sure. your friends. I'm oh, sure. Like oh, like they have it so great. But then like you work over there and they're dealing with different bullshit. But like same story. Yeah, same you know? shit, different day. Exactly. So my one point that I always want to make sure is clear in all of like, don't quit your job and and today and walk out and be like I'm free. Have something. If not lined up, like lining up right. before you jump, right? Have because I have a pl- at the very least have a plan because right. I don't want people quitting their jobs because they they're, they're like ah, you inspired me to to move across the country and and now I'm in San Francisco but I'm looking for a job I'm like oh no like and you have a credit card that's getting maxed out sounds but, like this guy needed some two internet folks to just like reassure his it, own decision correct he knows what he wants we're but here to tell you if go you're for it. jumping ship because of something i said <laughs> you may need to reevaluate your life <laughs> no no i know where you're coming I'm from here but... to help people i love to talk to y'all but please please don't just like quit your job because you had some premonition and like i i we reaffirmed it for you. You know what I'm saying? I do. But Have if you want to if you want to talk about doing just that, I'm I'm always there to do so because I can speak from experience on it. Right. I I think people should not be afraid of change, mm-hmm. but also don't be stupid. Very much so. Yeah. Please have a plan. Like please have a job lined up. Please have a plan. Please don't go on a whim just to just to go. The analytical side of me is like I, I said this to Will when he started this company. I was like, okay, but, like, what are you going to do about, like, health insurance? Mm-hmm. And, like, you, because, like, being self-employed to me was, like, so foreign. I was like, you need, like, a safety net. Like, what? What? And he's like, it'll be fine. We're good. We've, we'll figure it out. Like, yeah. we've got it, which it all ended up fine. But that was really difficult for me. I can imagine. To process. Yeah, because you are... I'm very type A. You're and a type I like, A. You like to have things written out. Right. Like you want the 401k yeah. like lined up and you want the incremental, you know, for, for years. And that's that's how I was. And I, I had to like, I Sally, I had to literally, like in the car on the way to Austin, freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Because of, of how, because I was, I was you. I was like, I need things lined up. I need things planned. I need this. I need that. I had none of that. And I was just leaped. Yeah. So it's worked out. Anyway. It's worked out. Right, Randy? Let's do the next one. Hey, Mail and Crew. I started my Christmas shopping early this year and have run into a problem. I married my husband last year. Congratulations on the nuptials. And subsequently spent my first Christmas with his family. It became very obvious very quickly that we give gifts very differently. I am a quality over quantity person, while his family is a quantity over quality type. I got everyone in his family one really nice, thoughtful gift that I know with 100% certainty they would enjoy and use and two smaller items. For example, I know they drink wine every day, so I got them a really high-quality wine filter. While they loved it, they set it down quickly and were looking for the next thing to unwrap. And I had to admit that that was their last gift from us. 
My husband and I walked away from their house with a trunk full of stuff that we didn't necessarily want or need, and he confirmed that's just how his family is. So my question is, do I go against giving my big special gift and just get lots of small cheap items so I can fit in this year? What's up, Sally? No, I think that she does what she normally does. Yeah. That's, I, I'm, I love giving gifts. I do too. And I think I feel like you're good at it though. Like I, you have a strategy. Well, I I was trying to think like what my family is like. Mm-hmm. And my parents give us several gifts. And my mom is like loves a stocking situation. Like she'll stuff our stockings. Yep. That's like fun with like little tchotchkes and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. you know. But I think one thing that we started doing was like, okay, we're going to, like, there's there's gifts that she gives all of us. Like, last year, I think she gave all the girls, like, a really nice, like, cheese board. Sure. And then, like, a little book about, cheese, you know, cheese. <laughs> and then she gave the guys, like, I forgot. She gives them underwear every time, which Will finds very weird, but. Nothing wrong with it. He loves Always can use underwear. it. Exactly. Underwear and socks um, and a belt forever yeah. and ever and ever. But it's like dumb stuff like that that's not cheap, but it's like stuff you need mm-hmm. or something that she's like, oh, I really like that, so I'm going to give that to everyone. But for the most part, we, we've we started like venturing to just a couple gifts. And like when we give all the siblings, we don't, because I'm from a big family, we don't give everyone like i don't give every single one of my siblings a gift we basically you do, do a secret, a secret santa. santa yeah yeah and we like I give gotcha. one person a gift mm-hmm. um i am also a quality over quantity person like i think the older i get the more that i realize like i just like don't need random shit you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah uh and so i don't find like little trinkets useful and i i even like tell my mom that like she at least has like moved towards in our stockings giving us like stuff i'll use like a lip balm Mm -hmm. and cash you know sure yeah not some trinket that i'm never gonna like look at um i think that she should stick to what she's doing and not feel bad about it i agree i agree stick with your guns because that's like uniquely you and i don't think like your husband is not gonna there's nobody that's mad at this there's no like it's everybody's appreciative and gift giving is, is the best time of year i think that i wonder if they're from the Midwest because I think there's something about the Midwest and Rochester Buffalo is like, it's not part of the Midwest, but it still has that character Uh where like the flood of Christmas gifts on the floor is more important than like the, the one box that you really, really want. Yeah. And because Christmas is Randy, do you agree with that? Where? Yeah. It's a big quantity and People just love, like, love giving gifts so much that they're just like, oh, this, 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 this. Right. And there's not necessarily that one, like, I mean, there is, but I'm trying, I, I don't know, I'm I'm rambling, but I think this is a, a unique, maybe not unique, a Midwestern thing a little bit. Yeah. Is to give a lot of gifts. And I think there's something to be said, like, when you're spending a holiday with some, not your family. Like yeah. learning their yeah, traditions yeah. and oh you gotta dance you gotta be like tiptoe you, it's a whole ballet of yeah. like you want to maintain your own traditions but you also want to respect theirs mm-hmm. and as 
uh, personally as a new family, like Will and I have spent Christmas with my family most of the time just because it's harder to get to Michigan, but we've gone for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. to Will's house. And you kind of just learn like how they do it and like what yeah. you can do. So like Thanksgiving, one thing is like I normally cook a lot of the meal. Or me and my mom do. And when we go to Will's, like, Will's dad loves cooking. So, so I'm like, like, please leave the kitchen. Right. Salad. <laughs> he, like, he wants to do it all, which is great. Yeah. So I'm kind of, like, have learned, okay, how, I'll just be like, what can I contribute, you know? And you just have to respect, like, what they've got going. And then the great thing is, like, when you're married, you create your own. And mm-hmm. I think the best part about having Fritz is, like, our Christmas this year is going to be, like, just the three of us first and foremost. That's cool. Before, like, going over to my parents' house and making our own traditions. And it's okay to not do everything the same. Yeah. Like, and that that can be hard for people on Christmas or Thanksgiving or during the holidays when you're you're used to something. So, like, this girl's husband is, like, used to all the gifts. Mm -hmm. And it may be harder if he goes to her house and, like, they get, like, one nice thing. Yeah. You know, because right. he's used to opening a bunch of stuff. But you just have to, like, learn to respect each other and then decide what you want for yourselves. But I think it's okay to not abide by their norm. She didn't grow up with them. She doesn't, yeah. like, have to do what they want. Totally. Totally. I'm I'm all for it. Do, do your thing. Like, I bet you she gets more appreciation out of giving that one thing that she really thought about has some, you know value whether it's monetary whether it's sentimental but you worked hard to do it and and get it into that person's hands like that should be more than enough well and even if even if it felt like on christmas morning they opened it moved on to the next thing whatever if it's like the nice gifts that they're using all the time they probably think about it all the time like wow like this was a really nice gift like Mm -hmm. i'm so they think about her every time they drink wine probably now instead of like some random trinket that they haven't looked at since christmas day yeah you know yeah i think that's fine i think so too and if you're the other way too, buy all the junk who gives a shit like do all what over you, the place do what and, makes you and happy. you know what if christmas and, and if christmas growing up wasn't filled with gifts whether it was one or a bunch just just having traditions period yeah like i know some some people can't can't shower people with gifts however many um and that that Christmas dinner means a lot to them. Right. If it's, even if it's Little Caesars, like no matter what your traditions are, just um, keep keep them. Right. You. Right. Keep them you and keep them what you your your family taught you because, uh, you know, sometimes they will change. Right. And but. it's okay. And you know what? She could even like, if she's going to spend Christmas with them, yeah. Even like mention to her husband, like, hey, I think that we should like give the one gift and maybe mention your parents, like, we don't want a lot. Or like yeah. try to make a new tradition with them. Boom. There you go. That's always yeah. fun. You know what you could give as a Christmas gift, Sally? I don't know. How about a nice cold 12 pack of Vizzy? I mean, <laughs> slap a bow on it, put it under the tree. It'll, it'll be Vizzy Moses we're doing on Christmas morning. Perfect. Done. Uh, Vizzy has made my life easier. Here's why. When I go in the grocery store now, H-E-B, for those of you that are from here, my decision's easy. 
Vizzy has made it easy for me. Vizzy has saved me time and money in the grocery store because I don't peruse the aisles wondering what I want in a seltzer. I know exactly what I want. And that's super fruit acerola and vitamin C. Vizzy has been, um, you could argue, the sponsor of my summer more than just this podcast. Vizzy has accompanied me on trips, on boats, on the golf course, on patios, on bonfires, with friends. Vizzy's been there every step of the way with me. And for that, I appreciate you, Vizzy. Grab yourself a drink that can do both vitamin C and great taste with Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Plenty of flavors to go around. I'm on the lemonade ones right now. But Variety Pack 1, Variety Pack 2, lemonade and watermelon all hit in their own unique way. Personally, I feel like, I feel like Blueberry Palm is going to hit pretty hard on a Christmas morning. Blueberry Pomegranate Vizimosa? Uh, yeah. Maybe a peach lemonade over the holiday season? I don't know. I'll get crazy with it. I'll go Blueberry Watermelon. Don't make me up. I'll do it. <laughs> Never hurts to add some vitamins and antioxidants into the mix. And with Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment with antioxidant vitamin C. 5% alcohol by volume, 100 calories, and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can makes every sip of Vizzy more exhilarating. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to get updates on the latest flavor drops and more, sign up for emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 plus to order and open on Christmas morning. How about a voicemail, Sally? Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to start this question with a disclaimer. And the disclaimer is, is that I know exactly how douchey this question is going to sound, but... I think it's a question I, that I think is worth asking, and I highly doubt that I am the only one experiencing this. So there's a disclaimer. <laughs> so the question is, I recently graduated in May from a big school, um, big party school, where hookup culture was a pretty common place. And so, yeah. Um, so now I'm post-grad. <laughs> And it's not as easy. It's not commonplace anymore. And most of my um, quote-unquote kills, as you would say, in the past four years have just been pretty easy, like stumble into it when you're drunk kind of thing. So I thought I had game, honestly. But now that I'm out in the real world, maybe, I'm trying to think maybe I don't <laughs> have that great a game. Um, you can't re- – you can't really just be super drunk at a bar anymore and just like kind of stumble, <laughs> stumble into some shit. So I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering like, do I need to just grow up and stop and stop expecting that that's still going to be a thing? Uh, do I need to like switch up my, <laughs> my talk track? Uh, yeah. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this, Brett. Thank you. I'm going to be dead here. We got to do some growing up here, pal. Quickly. We're not doing kills. Sorry. We're not doing drunk at a bar so it's easy. Yeah, we're growing up now. We're not doing Red Bull vodkas and Natty Lights uh, and then expecting the next person you see to be going home with you. That's not how this works. 
I don't care where you went to school. I don't care what you did beforehand. Yeah, buddy, let's grow up. This is I I felt embarrassed listening to that for like for the male species. You can't that like I get that that might be funny in the frat house or wherever with your boys. You're 22 and you're gonna have a job now, dude. Like lock it up and be uh, be a, a normal human being. Get out of the college mindset. And now if you want to like, if you want to impress and get, and get these kills, as you say, guess what? You're going to impress them more with, with what you're doing and your ambition and your drive and your sense of style and your charm than being quote, super drunk and expecting something. I can't, I, I don't want you to ever use that phrase in front of anybody, but your, your closest guy friend that is going to roast you for it and i'm sorry i I just needed to get that out there thank you father brett um yeah uh i don't know i'm so far removed from college at this point it's been 10 years since i graduated and i i can't even imagine in 2011, someone speaking like this, let alone 2021. Like, I, I guess if he's really like coming from a genuine place, I want to be genuine with him as well and say like, respectfully, you can't speak about women hooking up, etc., like that. Like calling him kills, unacceptable. Uh, talking about being drunk and just like, please understand that taken out of context, someone's going to think something very sinister. Correct. Uh, I having been a part of Greek life, like I understand, I, I get what this guy's talking about. Like I, I see there is a hookup culture. Of course at school. That's like, you you get drunk, you go to parties, you chat somebody up, and then you go home, and then you talk the next day, right. and boom. I get that, it, of course. And, and to be honest, is it is it right? No. Like, did I participate? Yeah. And I mean, having having a son now, and if I ever have a daughter, like this will be something that I educate them on pretty highly. I think that men in college are really boys, like, need to learn how to respect women and women in college need to learn how to respect themselves and protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And this whole conversation, this call voicemail kind of leads me to believe that nothing's really changed in the past 10 years, even though like as a culture, we've become a lot more um, woke and, you know, all of the me too era and like women being protected and men trying to respect women. It sounds like that not, none of that's really like changed. Well, I, I also think it, it could be just a more significant change after college. Right. And it, it's it, not I mean, necessarily it is trickling into universities, change. but like when you get even, you know, like 22, your, your first full-time job, that, change in culture and demeanor feels more significant. Right. So what I'm going to say to this guy first is 
I think that he legitimately has that question. So first I'm going to say to you, please grow up in the way that you're going to speak about relationships because no one's going to respect you if you're calling people kills or like that the la- the only way that you think you can get a girl is to like be drunk and take a drunk girl home. Correct. It's like that really muddles the water of consent and some other things. And I'm not trying to come from a holier than thou place. I'm just literally saying like, you're an adult. We need to do adult things. And dating as an adult is a blast, which right. you'll find out right. when you grow up, you have a little bit of coin in your pocket. Right. And it's fun to go have a drink and discuss things other than being like, Singing Mr. Brightside at the top of your lunge and making out, <laughs> and I, which is also fun, but right and not not every Thursday, Friday, Saturday anymore. I, I'll be remiss if I don't mention, like in my twenties, in my mid twenties, like I definitely drunkenly made out with people. Like, sure, mentioned it earlier. Random Canadian snowmobiler, but like, right, pro. I, I also think that it changes, like, it, it, you know, you're not like stumbling from the bar back to like the apartment, the girl from the apartment across the street from you isn't like coming over when you're like an adult anymore. Like when you're, because you're meeting people out, you're taking people on dates and at least from my point of view. And I think that this is how you feel probably when you leave college, like you really do need to like put your big boy pants on and take people out on dates do you want to know the easy answer here, Sally? If you were, if your group, if your boys right now, I'm talking right to the the caller here. If your group of guys, this is, is trying the old game at the bar, and you're out with them, be the guy that's not doing that game, right. and you'll stand out like a sore thumb in a really good way, buddy. Because that's gonna that's your game is not doing the old shit. At a bar where there's maybe 22 to 24. Well, and is this guy really like his only aim is hooking up with girls and not pursuing like emotional relationships with mm-hmm. anybody? That still happens all the time. Sure. Obviously. But that's, I think uh, in 2021, soon to be 2022, we got to start being honest with people. Like you can go to any city, go to a bar. Chat up a girl, take her home, sleep with her, never talk to her again. That exists. Mm-hmm. People still yeah. do that. Uh, that's that's never going to stop. That's so never don't don't stop. think that we're saying that that's but, the wrong part. It's it's the the way that he uh, talked about it. it in the sense of like he doesn't feel like he has game anymore because he was just drunk and people were drunk and they were falling into bed. It's like, well. I just don't I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. It makes me feel kind of gross. Um and even playing that voicemail, I I more did it to so he would get this answer and and if we can change one kid a little bit or a lot of bit, that's a that's a win in my book. And I I'm not trying to like shame him. No, it's not I, shame. I think it's that like he like we got to paint a picture for him right. of how to move forward on this one. Yeah. Before he's doing something that is getting people pissed off at him right. or worse, right? So, But I think so many people, I mean, we talk on this podcast pretty much all the time about just growing up in your 20s, and that's part of it. It's like growing up, you're 
living in your own apartment, not with 17 other dudes at a frat Mm -hmm. house. And the girls that you're seeing are like more likely to be actual dates and not just like a random girl. You dance floor made out with at a bar and like brought home. I mean, that's like we said still exists, but like the same vein of like, you got to put your big boy pants on and go get a job and like do adult things. Like, yeah, Go to Lowe's. You also have to like do adult things, like take people out on dates. You didn't lose your game. The game just changes right. as you get older. Fair, correct. And not that I was a big fan of his game in college, but like but if if you really feel like you can only pick someone up when you're drunk, then honestly, I like am going to challenge this guy to talk to women when he's sober. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to make him a better, like, charmer, flirter, more, uh, like, desirable person to be around. It's like, no one, the the relationships that you're making when your inhibitions are that lower that you're not even remembering what's going on around you are not ones that you want to keep. And it's really dangerous behavior to partake in for a myriad of reasons, like health-wise and legal-wise. So, that being said, don't take this as a scolding. Take this as an opportunity. Right. Caller. Game changes. Change with it. Yes. Deal? Next question, Sal. Hey, guys. What are y'all's thoughts on people of opposite genders being out of someone's league? I think most people have aware self-awareness that leads them to solve this naturally. But some people are just hotter than the rest of us. So is that a real thing to consider? It feels dumb, but I think most of us have consciously thought a person is out of their lead or out of the lead we put ourselves in. So how do you avoid feeling you have no shot with certain people? What? It's just like we're just basing attractiveness or like the, the look across the bar that you're like, man, could never could never charm her because she's so hot. Like, I don't know. I don't have that thought. You just get her drunk enough, apparently. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Don't do that. Uh, I don't know. I So we have this hilarious, like, my friends and I always make this joke that girls in Texas, not to pat myself on the back, are very attractive. Can confirm. And... Uh, Girls in Texas like to go after a certain type of guy. Ooh. At least least if you went to college with me. Uh, Fat, somewhat (laughs) balding, dad bod, like wet blanket personality, but like... Will, I hope you're not listening. No, no, this is the deal. Like, Will is not... Part of that mold. Like, he's not from some oil-rich family in Texas. Okay. But when you look around sometimes, you're at a baby shower, or not a baby shower, like an engagement party or something, with a specific group of girls. You're like, every girl here, so cute, like, dressed the nines, smart, successful, cute, dressed (laughs) as well. And the dudes, like, you're like, how in the hell... Did she end up with him? And then you're like, oh, okay, well, they're loaded. Or, like, 
you're, you're, it's just like sometimes mind boggling. You like look around, and you're like, I just, she's like 10 times better than this guy is. You know what I'm saying? Do you like, do you get what I'm talking about? I, the reason I'm, I'm smirking is because I've had this thought many, many a time. So like, at like a at a bar or specific Austin neighborhoods that I'm like referring to. Like you there's look at the two people walking you're together. Like, you're like, wait, uh, how do we? I I would say in Texas, ninety nine point five percent of the time in couples, the girl is like two leagues higher than. Wow, the are you? I were, I thought you were gonna say points for a second. I was like, oh boy, maybe two points. Okay, two points makes sense. Ninety nine point five is. A 90% is probably correct. 90% of the time, the girl is more attractive than the, than the guy in the relationship. Yeah. And then the guy, the, the good-looking dudes just don't have girlfriends. Yeah. Is what it seems like to me. Or they're with like a 20-something-year-old a Instagram model. Got it. I don't that know. That being said, I, I also don't feel like this is like a real thing because I think... So, and partially for me at least, because like so much of my attraction is based on personality. Of course. Like. That's why I don't think you should ever de, like put somebody out of contention as, as somebody you'd want to talk to at a bar or wherever based on their attractiveness alone. I don't think. Exactly. Like whether or not you think that they're out of your league or vice versa that you think you're out of their league. Never. Never just count a person out entirely. Yeah. Because you never know. If it's not that person, it's one of their friends. Hey, right. oh, this guy's really cool. Or this girl is really awesome. Oh, she happens to have a friend. Or I happen to have a friend that you'd be great. And whatever. So I don't, like, there, there's just no reason to, like, turn your shoulder to somebody just based on attractiveness alone. I, I think there's think. a caveat to this of, like, attractiveness slash like fame like okay we're not all like looking at Helen Owen and being like she's in my league so I'm just gonna go for it <laughs> celebrity like, is a different yeah there, there's you know a celebrity like, caveat there are, like, here hot for sure. girls yes there's 360 Instagram there's 360,000 Instagram followers and I'm like if I see her at a bar I'm probably not gonna go say hi right like <laughs> to me just like, Clayton Kershaw in the DMs like I'm I'm not gonna I can't compete with that yeah, like I sell ads on a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and you have a girlfriend. So, and I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Correct. Uh, I don't know the league thing, but again, I've been out of the game for a while. I'm not like going out to bars, but when I was, like to me, I'm like that guy's cute. If he comes and talks to me, I'm going to be into it. Mm-hmm. And I would never like if a guy's talking to me. Most of the time, I'm not going to be like, "You're not cute." over it yeah get away from me if i was doing that it's because i didn't want to talk to any guys that night you know i was saying yeah, yeah i i mean attractiveness is part of it yeah there's a there's a caveat here that i wanted to bring up too that i if i say i'm talking to like say i'm single and i'm talking to with somebody at a bar who came up to me is trying like flirty and i and i'm not into it like just based on like I, I've made this decision. Your personality has not, uh, has not enthralled me enough to make vibing. up for the There's lack of, yeah, the lack of any vibe I have towards your like, attractiveness. But I will stay in that conversation far too long because I don't, I, I can't like, I hate the conflict of being like, hey, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna leave now. 
or like, hey, can you introduce me to your friend? Something like that, right? Yeah. So I, that's where I get stuck in this situation. And I don't know what to do because I just keep talking like an idiot. You know what you do? You spill use a body drink. language. No, yeah, well, I, I kind of do that a little. Like, no, you do I do the like lean. Yeah, you do like the the step lean, or okay. you like. <laughs> what do you do? You step and you lean away from them, and then you so rock the other like, way. <laughs> you rock away so that they realize like she's trying to get away from me, or you just do what I do when I'm like over talking to somebody at a party. I'm like, I'm gonna go get a drink. Do you need anything? Yeah. Or I have to pee. <laughs> there you, you go. That's, that's, that's a tried and true because that, that's usually like, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're, they're all set. I mean, I don't know. Do you think there's people that are out of your league? Yeah, of course. Would but that like, stop you from talking to one of them at a bar if you were single? Uh, celebrity, yes. Otherwise, no. Yeah. I don't think so. And maybe that is that arrogant to say? No, because the only thing that I'm going to say is there are people, there are stuck up people who think that they're out of your league. Yeah. And, and, if, I, and if I get that vibe after kind you're of like, like cool, inch, I, don't cool, care. yeah. Move on. Yeah. But no, I'm never going to single not shoot my shot because I don't. Right. Um, but like Kendall Jenner watched it. I'm probably, she's all, she's all set. She doesn't, she's she doesn't, good. Uh, yeah. She doesn't need bread. She doesn't life. need bread in her life. <laughs> Yeah, or I mean, Kendall, would you like a podcast by any chance on this little media network we got going? Would be if a, you're listening, get for y'all. Brett at washedmedia.com. Wow, I think we I think we took care of that. Randy, do you ever think you're not in someone's league? He thinks he's out of people's league himself. Oh no, he's got a a wagon on him, so he, he like, does. He he's knows. He's dragging a wagon. Sally, that's going to do it for questions. I thought we did a pretty good job across the board today. You have a good time? I did have a good time. Any shower thoughts before we head out? You know, I was thinking about this in the way that I have, like, no creative shower thoughts anymore because, like, my mind is just, like, filled with... In your steam shower, no less. Yeah, like, pointless shit. Yeah, and, like, just, like, baby, child, Yeah. will, repeat. Yeah, my only thought today was, like, Literally, this is like my only extraneous thought today. Was oh boy, I really need to get some cuticle oil for my cuticles. Uh, get my cuticles on fleek. What? What? What is? What's the cuticle? The skin around your. So yeah. like that part that you can kind of pull on a little bit. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I don't really have any shower thought. I I do have a shower thought, but I'll save it for next week because it's kind of a it's it's a long one. Okay. Okay. Deal. I'll I'll have a good one for next week. Deal. Well, we, we went, we're over an hour anyway. We're yeah, good. we're fine. That'll do it, guys. Thank you for joining us this week. Randy, thank you. Sally, thank you. In conclusion, hit us with a subscribe. Rate five stars. Review, tell a friend. Hit the hotline number. A couple of voicemails today. 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at mail in podcast sally where can the people find you at sally defreeze on instagram and twitter and i am at schmerryman on both instagram and twitter we'll catch you there in the meantime see you next week see you next week bye-bye